Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this identity episode, I'm going to do my best to explain a very complicated truth in the simplest of ways, and I'm grateful that Jesus is here to help me with this. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. It means the state of three in one, or three unified as one. God is one being as three persons. A being is defined as the qualities and essence of what you are, and a person is the uniqueness of who you are. God is one in being as three persons. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all separate persons of the being of one true God, existing in perfect unity. All three share what I have called in past episodes the isness of God, that is, the attributes of God's being. What exactly is the being of God that is true about all three persons of one God? Well, the three persons of God share the omni-characteristics of omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence, and omnibenevolence. The word omni means all. That is an absolute word, and it implies the fullness of a truth. Omnipresent means that God is self-existent. He has no beginning and no end. He always was, is, and always will be. He is everywhere present. All creation in heavens and earth, from the tiniest of atomic materials all the way to the largeness of the galaxies, God is there. The name I Am speaks to this truth. In Exodus 3.14, God says, I am who I am. Say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. This speaks of God's omnipresence. He is saying, I was, I am, and I always will be. I am a self-existing God with no beginning and no end. That means that Jesus, for example, didn't come into existence when he was born as a baby in the manger. He always was, and then for a period of time, laid aside his deity to become one of us. And then he returned back up to heaven as his former glory. Psalm 139.7 says, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? When can I run to hide to get away from you? And then the chapter goes on for 24 more verses about all the places you can try to hide from God, but he's still there. So God sees everything, too, and is looking at everything at all times. In the podcast episode and the book chapter about the Creator, we learned that if the Lord stopped looking at something, it would cease to exist. The second attribute is omniscience. God is all-knowing. Psalm 147.5 says, Great is our majestic and mighty Lord, and abundant in strength. His understanding is inexhaustible, infinite, and boundless. There is nothing unknown to him, and in fact, he is the source of all knowledge. There is no wisdom apart from God. Our third attribute is omnipotence. God is all-powerful. He is the almighty God. All might and strength come from him. This attribute folds his justice in also as the ruler of all. 
Revelation 9.6 says, Then I heard something like a shout of the vast multitude, and like a boom of many pounding waves, and like the roar of mighty pearls of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the mighty, the omnipotent ruler of all, reigns. And finally, God is omnibenevolent. God is love and cannot deny this nature. And this attribute also includes his mercy. Galatians 5, and 23 define God's love. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence with us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. God is three persons in one. Each of the three persons have distinctive roles or jobs, but they are consistently in sync with the attributes of their being as God. It's important to note that as his being, no person of God can deny himself or behave in any contradiction to any of those attributes we just talked about. The Trinity is revealed in the very first verse of the Bible and is seen throughout the entire Bible when you know how to see the distinct persons of God. The roles or jobs of each of the three persons of God are different, but remain completely consistent with God's nature and character. In the first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1.1, we are introduced to the name of God, Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Elohim is a plural name for a singular God. Now let's look at how the three persons of the Trinity had a distinctive role or part to play in creation. The Heavenly Father is the container of the will of God. He conceived of creation, desired it, imagined it, thought it up, and willed it into existence. Now let's look at the role of the Son of God. One of the names of Jesus is the Word, and another is the Way. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, John shows us that Jesus is the Word. The Word becomes flesh, John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was already with God in the beginning. Everything came into existence through him. Not one thing that exists was made without him. So we see here that Jesus spoke the word that the Father imagined. All creation happened because of the spoken word of God. It's his method of creation. Jesus is also the way. John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So he is the way or the method of salvation. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He is the person whose job it is to be the conduit of the supernatural power of God. He is the one that manifests the spoken word that Jesus speaks 
because of the will of the Father. It is far easier for us to imagine the Holy Spirit as a force because of his job, but he is no less of a person. So to recap, the Father is the holder of the will. The Son speaks and does only what he sees and hears the Father commanding, see John 5.19, and the Holy Spirit releases the power to make all that happen according to the will of the Father and the spoken commands of the Son. They act in perfect sync as the three distinctive persons of one God. Let's look at another place in the Bible where we see one God as three persons showing up. Exodus 3, 2-4 The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing flame of fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was on fire, yet it was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn away from the flock and see this great sight, why the bush is not burning up. When the Lord saw that he had turned away from the flock to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. Whenever you see the name, the angel of the Lord in scriptures, that is the pre-incarnate Jesus. There are 27 instances of the angel of the Lord recorded in the Bible. So the father willed for a conversation to happen with Moses so he could give him his mission and calling. He conceived of a burning bush to get his attention. The Holy Spirit manifests this burning bush that does not get burned up, a strange kind of fire which accomplishes the father's will and successfully gets Moses' attention. The son shows up as the burning bush, the way, and begins the conversation with Moses, the word, speaking according to the father's will. All are behaving consistency with their jobs and personal responsibilities and are 100% being consistent with their being as God. So how does this relate to you? It might be easier for you to understand how one God can be three persons by realizing that the Lord created you as a triune being as well. You are of the being of human, which is one person with three parts. The three parts are your body, your soul, and your spirit. These three parts have specific roles, sort of like the three persons have specific roles in the Godhead. Each part of you has a specific job to do. Your body was created to live in this world and realm. It is only needed in the earthly realm. Your soul is for both heaven and earth. It contains your personality, mind, will, and emotions. It is the essence of who you are. In Matthew 10, 28, it says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So when your body dies, your soul transitions to its eternal destination based on your decision about whether to accept Christ or not. Your soul can influence your body, and your body can influence your soul. Psalm 103, 1. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and all the depth within me. Bless his holy name. Your spirit was created as the part of you that connects and communicates with God. 
It is made up of all the senses of the spirit, the eyes and ears of your heart to sense God, and the ability to tap into God's very mind, will, and emotion in your heart. This is the part of you that engages with Jesus in any experiences we have in this podcast. To be clear, you must be saved in order for you to be able to have that part that connects with God in your heart. But you still have the eyes and ears of your heart. If you didn't have them, you wouldn't even be able to sense God enough to accept his gift of salvation. You were created in God's image, not so much physically, but in a nature and character. God made us both male and female created in his image. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The word for image here is tselem. It means his likeness, that is, Christ-likeness. The goal of your Christian life is to become like Christ, as this was the original intention all along. We call that our Christ identity, or the Christ perfected you. Your Christ-likeness would take on God's nature and character. He shares his divine nature with you and his power by the indwelling Holy Spirit. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness. Through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value, so that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world because of disreputable desire and become sharers of the divine nature. So you are a human being which includes three parts, but you are just one person. Each human being is a unique person with varied physical attributes, personalities, and their own life experiences. God created human beings with free will, and his desire is for every single one of us to willingly choose him. He chose you by virtue of you being born and selected the uniqueness of you very carefully. Now he wants you to choose him back so he can seal your salvation and gift you with the indwelling Holy Spirit who empowers you to fully engage with him, with your body, soul, and spirit. Let's ask Jesus what he had to add to this discussion about this topic of the Trinity. He said, I want to emphasize the unity of the Godhead as three persons, Remember the image I gave you about the flux capacitor from Back to the Future movie? Here's a snippet of what he showed me about that as a sidebar. The Lord showed me an image of the flux capacitor from the Back to the Future movie. I laughed out loud. I don't know why, but it was weird to me that the Lord would bring up such a random image from a movie in my mind. I looked up the words flux and capacitor in the dictionary. Flux meant a continuous flow or movement. Capacitor means electricity, a device for accumulating and holding a charge of electricity. In the movie, the flux capacitor was the power source for allowing time travel to happen. It was a Y-shaped, pulsing, electrical flow 
which at each point flowing back and forth with the energy into the center and back out. This reminded me of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit flowing anointing power into me when I tuned to the flow of the Holy Spirit. The Lord said, See the energy movement of the flux capacitor? Energy from the Godhead flows to you and empowers you when you are plugged into the power source. You have the privilege of being connected to the energy of the Trinity, God's perfect will and power stay plugged in. Yes, I see the energy flowing from the three points into the center and back to the ends. There is a continuous pulsing movement with the outer tips energizing the center. 2 Peter 1-8 through supports this truth. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord continued, The source of my power is endless and always available. Learn to stay plugged into it at all times and don't miss a single blessing. The more energy you get from me, the more you will reflect me to those who I have given you to serve. You were created in my image to reflect my image in the world. This is what you can do when you're plugged in. Then the Lord brought me back to this conversation, and he continued, The streams of life pulse into the center in flawless sync. There is a perfect rhythm between the flow of the three persons of the Trinity. We operate as one. Then he showed me a wheel with three spokes. The spokes are representing the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, similar to the flux capacitor. There is a perfect circle, though, surrounding these three spokes, and a perfect circle in the center where they stem from. The inner circle represents our being, our isness, and the outer circle represents our connection with one another and how we move in unison. We are equal in being. No spoke is longer than another, but we are all led by the Father's will. There is no role confusion in us. We are perfectly united and can move quickly and completely. You may pray to any person of the Godhead, we are one, but do not pray to anyone but God. In answering the question about which commandment is the greatest, Jesus answered Mark 12, 29 and 30. Jesus said, The first and most important one is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, life, and all your mind, thought, and understanding, and with all your strength. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, Please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. 
This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After playing with Jesus for a bit in your special place, ask him to help you understand more about the different persons of the Trinity and how you can better cooperate with God so he can transform you into the ideal version of yourself. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope you learned a little bit more about the Trinity today, and it simplified a very complex idea. And I hope that when you read the Bible, you'll be able to say, oh, that was Jesus. Oh, that was the Holy Spirit. Oh, that was the Father's will. So you can begin to see how God moves as a united three in one. And I also hope that you become aware of how to cooperate with God in your body, soul, and spirit and spend all kinds of time with him in the special place so that he can transform you into that ideal Christ identity. Would you like to know how to go deeper with God? I want you to prayerfully consider attending the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop May 12th to 14th, 2023 on the shores of Lake Erie near Cleveland, Ohio. God's glory has the power to transform you in an instant. What could God do with you and through you if you learn how to quiet yourself and gaze long enough for God's glory to transform you? Gazing is a long look, while glancing is a short one. When you gaze at Jesus, he gazes back and his glory flows where his eyes are fixed. In God's glory, there is peace, healing, and clarity of purpose and direction. Learn how to stay in God's presence long enough for him to transform you into the Christ you that he died for you to become, your Christ's perfected identity. You can expect expertly facilitated Jesus encounters and plenty of time to connect with God in this workshop. For more information and to register, check out spiritlifeworkshops.com. We hope to see you there. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.